0: So you've quit Twitter. You've quit her. No, I haven't quit Twitter, but I used to like include it in my endless app scrolling. And now I just can't. Someone says something and then everybody else just screams at each other for every tweet afterwards with no logic or conversation. I used to think it was good for news, but even that just annoys me now. It's all uh-uh. awful. It's awful. Too so
1: opinionated.
0: <laughs> yeah, even people saying sense are spewing crap. And there's so many statements on there that are just like don't take into any any account any kind of nuance or history or context, of course, because it's like, what is it, 280 characters or something now. So it's like, okay, well but that's not really quite true. We all just lie now. That's good. That's good. We all just lie to make a point, because truth is dead.
1: That, that 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 thing you said. Yeah. That stresses me out about this convenience culture of social media where you have to confine everything into such a digestible chunk. Well, A, nuance is lost, but it's coming to the point where nuance is lost to the point where it's always flat out lying. Yeah. And it's lack of context, drives me at the wall. Twitter is just constant one-upmanship. It was invented by white men so that they could slap their dicks on the faces of other white men. <laughs> I mean, that would
0: be a sport I'd watch. But Twitter <laughs> isn't half it? as entertaining as that. <laughs> what would you do If call? that was Twitter, I'd watch it. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Sausage Slam. In the red corner, we have. <laughs> Can we oh. combine the words Twitter and for donk? <clears throat> Come on, you're good at this. <laughs> Twitter and for donk. Well, it's to for donk. I don't know. To a donk? To a donk? No. Twit donk. Uh, Twit donk. Uh, I don't know. Um, for donk. Dick dick, slap. Mm. Answers on a, slap a postcard game. doesn't. Well, I always found it interesting how people think it's like the intellectual social media platform. And I'm like, Twitter's in the first part of its name. I remember it becoming famous because Stephen Fry got stuck in a lift and talked about it the entire time. (laughs) Do you remember that?
0: No, but Stephen Fry on Twitter is just an endless example of white male privilege to me, <laughs> just full of him. his fucking tantrums, and then he leaves, and then he comes back, and then he, like, rallies right. against something, and it's just so fucking annoying, You're acting like a tiny girl grow up, ah, oh, I hate the fact that I even said that, but that's what
1: he would say, that's what he would say. It's okay, you caught yourself, and that's the important thing, it's not the first thing you think, it's the second thing that makes you you.
0: It makes you a cunt. (laughs)
1: Are you still on Facebook? Tell me
0: about Facebook. How's Facebook land? Oh, I limit now how much i go on it maybe that's a good sign that the world is getting busier and i have productive things to do because I'm, I'm not just like searching like those football hooligans back in the day who were just like searching desperately for somebody else who'd equally want to go into the parade of testosterone so they could just fight each other that i those, those days of have my have they time. not heard of fight club well it, it's it's their fight club isn't it and and facebook was mine Um, So maybe it's a testament to the opening up of the UK that I no longer have endless time to row with people over pointless things. So, uh, no, boring. Oh, God, can we just have some drama again? No. Yes. Yes. What drama do you want? What drama do you want? Oh, screenshot-worthy drama, please. Stuff I can take pictures of and send to my friends and be like, they said, what? I'm really scraping the barrel. I had to leave Demi a three minute voice note on something that wasn't even that offensive. It just, I just needed, I just needed to be angry about something. Sad.
1: Do you think that's the crux of social media now and the addiction to it is that we've come so almost indebted to feeling angry and feeling impassioned about something that anything else feels like you're flatlining? Yeah, maybe We're fucked. Truly, <laughs> really, truly fucked. If we're addicted to being pissed off. It's it, we're we're royally we're royally buggered.
0: Well, as you we both know, have we even done this as a topic? Well, it's it all they're all platforms no, designed so for conflict. Go for it. <laughs> it's a for conflict if you guys don't know this then there's many sources we will do one one time uh we might have done it already lolo and i can't remember what's happened over the past 42 episodes but you're right conflict breeds the most engagement and the only thing that social media platforms care about is engagement so they consciously elevate conflicting scenarios so we all spend our lives stuck to it oh it's a good thing that anger is the fuel of my life that and just petty grievances
1: Wow. Well the thing is, it's it's interesting that like people pay quite a lot of money to find that out in therapy, <laughs> and you did it all by yourself. And I think that's what makes you a good businesswoman. Thanks. <laughs> that I'm aware of my pettiness. <laughs> I think I think it's definitely it. If you're aware of your pet, then you're good. A pet petty. Pet petty. Oh, but yeah. you have been very productive recently. You left me a voice recording, which I listened to, and then was like, "You've thought about things too much." <laughs> Oh, I have to tell you, I've, I've done one of those personalized vitamin things. I've got it arriving next week. What? What's this? So you do a little quiz of like all the things that you're struggling with or things that you're like, so for example, I'm really retired all the time. Who's that? My girlfriend did it and she's been feeling absolutely amazing since she's been taking these vitamins. I think they might just be LSD. <laughs> sold to you. But apparently it's not apparently some of its krill but it's uh, so you, you you take a quiz and it says we recommend these ones you're obviously lacking in these things from your symptoms that you're sort of describing um and then they send it to you in the post as your as your own personalized vitamin so i've got mine arriving next week and i'll let you know how i do cool but you aren't getting hangovers part of me finds this a bit disturbing <laughs> oh it's terrifying are these doctors or no them um, people with man buns and good advertising Wow, vegans! Yay!
0: <laughs> Let me guess, are they plant-based vegan pills? You can get plant-based, mine aren't. Good. Mine are just gluten-free. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, I shall wait to hear all about it. Yeah, but I'm glad the vitamin B's working for you. Happy days, I'll never have a hangover again. Not. Challenge
1: accepted. <laughs> oh God, don't. Oh, I haven't got any vitamin B. I still haven't bought any.
0: Get down to your holiday Barrett. Pick up some essential oils whilst you're down there.
1: Ooh, what essential oils would you recommend, my lady?
0: Um, I've been enjoying infusing jasmine onto my candles, oh. my 7,000 candles I ordered. <laughs> Obviously a bit of lavender, some lemongrass. Uh, I've burnt about six, so 5,994
1: to go. <laughs> Good. I don't have a lot to do. Uh- <laughs> you sound like you're busy. It sounds like you're doing the shit. Are you in the studio? I'm, yeah, being Being productive, doing (laughs) shit. You not? I panicked when I saw your thing, and I read solo, and I was like, solo show. I was like, if that bitch is working on a solo show, (laughs) (laughs) I will
0: never do a solo show. I make you all this vow. Mm, I,
1: I'm doing another one by accident but oh, ignore that good for um, you. <laughs> yeah I was like I agreed to it being like this will be fun and now I've got a date and I have to send off marketing material by Monday and I hate my life oh bloody hell okay yeah so is it it's a tequila rose yeah it's just
0: tequila rose I've been working on since fucking forever I've got to the stage where I've got the music I've got the outfit and then I go to put it on to make something up and then I just die inside and I don't do anything I've oh, sort of just well, I, that oh, I don't know that's another stage in making routines that's like a stumbling block for me where I'm just like, oh, just I hate choreographing. Can I just make it up? Yeah, do what I do. That will be fine, won't it? Uh, I need to do some work. What I need to do when there's such things are allowed, because some of it's, kind of improvisationally and we haven't performed in front of anybody that I'm now not even really sure I can imagine what an audience response will be so I yeah. need to find some dark room in the back of fucking middle of nowhere with a bunch of bored people who find anything entertaining and just be like, I'm
1: going to do a ballesky routine for you, don't worry, go with it and just put it in front of some people Well I'm hosting um, Bar Whatever in June or the Tuesdays why don't you just crack it out there for a session Yes, I'd love to. Why don't you crack it out my birthday? When's your birthday? 22nd of of June. It's on a Tuesday and I was like, I'm not working this year. And then they offered me that show and I was like, well, if I work a little bit.
0: (laughs) That'd be my gift to you is doing a routine that has nil preparation at all and having to wing it in front of a room full of people.
1: I'll give you that gift. You know it'll bring me joy. I'll see you as I'm uncomfortable. It'd be great, but you'll be living and I'll see you in your uncomfortable element of I honestly have no idea how to be on stage anymore. I'm panicking. I'm quite stressed about going back on stage. <laughs> I um, did drag for the first time in ages on Saturday to do a shoot. And I've, I've pulled out half my eyebrow by accident. <laughs> like Just like this chunk missing underneath oh it. What did you put it out with? I didn't mean to. I just glued them down. And as I glued it down like this, I just hit my finger up and my finger was just covered in eyebrow. And I was like, ooh. I'm just going to just gonna just gonna ignore that wow yes i will accept your gig offer wonderful i think it's 30 quid
0: (laughs) 30 quid for me to experiment on the audience i think it's a good deal to be fair although that probably is most of our career happy day Yes, I so I just I, I've no. Uh, when you're in the flow, you can kind of instinctually guess how an audience will react to certain things. You are always like it's never a hundred percent sure, and you're always kind of experimenting in the moment. But maybe I've just got that terror that you've got, which is it won't work, and then I'll just be on stage being like, I have nothing else.
1: Yeah, I think I'm just gonna <laughs> I don't to get going to stand myself out of
0: this, <laughs> or it will be the best time I'll ever ever do it. And I will never be able to replicate what happened. <laughs> A bit like my first show hosting in that weird middle ground towards the end of 2020. The first show we did back at Century, I was on fucking fire. And then for the rest of that period, never, ever managed to replicate <laughs> that same sense of terrified adrenaline mixed of excitement and tequila. It was magical.
1: Yeah, I always think like, I think like, we're going to be like run back to work like It's amazing. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I think, yeah, I'll be like the first gig like, woo! After that, like... Lost, nameless, and continuous. Yeah. Every gig after that felt like a
0: second night show, which is not a rot you want to be stuck in.
1: <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. the feeling is that, oh, still got another one to. Oh, oh okie key. Okay. Oh, God, this is bumpy. Just got to ride it through to the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything's just really
0: heavy. Okie okay, dokie. Okay. <laughs> Clunky, clunky,
1: clunky. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so your
0: birthday performance will be excellent, but two years of hell, and then maybe it will be good. <laughs>
1: I'll message you about it, but I was like, well, if I'm doing my birthday, just fill the show with, like, people that I want to see, and then people who will want to see all us in the same show, and then then get drunk. Sounds great. You get to book it then? No, but I I used to help book it. But I don't know how it's running now. Things are opening back up. Actually, you're not supposed to have like the whole month to yourself, essentially, uh, bar whatever anymore. But because it's my birthday month and I've been doing it now for a long time, they still let me have it. <laughs> oh, that's nice. It's just nice to try new material. And um, sometimes I don't even wear drag. That's how much I love it. Wow. Yeah, it's great. That's good. Yeah. You are being productive. Look at all this. No, these these are emails that are dropping into my inbox. I did not go get them. <laughs> they came to me. Well, yeah.
0: that's even better surely
1: (laughs) it is but you know sometimes you feel
0: like oh what would i achieve
1: if i actually tried
0: no never try if it's one thing we've learned it's just to not try
1: wow (laughs) this is not the professionalism episode (laughs) (laughs) then you know you can tell yourself that it always could have been better it would always be what could have been instead of oh that was shit
0: (laughs) uh which says that's the fact that you've been productive in the past is paying off yes That's how I calm myself down with the coming out of the pandemic. You just think, surely, 11 years of solid, hard work, grifting, promo, arm wrangling, butt kissing, trailblazing
1: will come back to save us. We'll see. I hope so. Um, Also, I keep getting really nervous by people talking about as if we're coming out of the pandemic. We're not coming out of the pandemic (laughs) yet. We are very much mid-pandemic. I feel like it's over. No. <laughs> no, I know I know. there's a bunch of people you are. I've seen them licking each other's faces in the pubs. Bam. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Mid, definitely mid. We're at that kind of point where we've gone, oh, we've got a vaccine for this one. Well, read about India. That will terrify the shit out of you. Oh my God, it's terrifying. Yeah. So scary. Awful. Yeah, the panny whammies are not, not a thing. Um, I have a feeling we am going to have a bad winter again being I
0: mean we'll have some kind of winter would you our third wave what that will be God who knows oh, but the good news is we won't have to leave the house and uh, I've come to enjoy that.
1: Yeah I'm a big, I've, do you know what I'm being at work every day I can honestly tell you that I miss being stuck in the house. <laughs> People who want to go back to work don't get
0: it. Hey. I can honestly say I don't know how we fit in work around life because my diary's full. I haven't even found time to get my nails done. Busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy, busy. I'm a busy mom. Busy, busy, busy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. I don't understand. When did we do things? When? I used to exercise. I'm not even doing that these days. I don't know. You run though.
0: I ran 25 minutes today. Straight. I'm so fucking proud of you. That's really great. Thank you. That's really, really great. I'm proud of me too. I did not think it would be possible,
1: but I, I did. It was fucking amazing. I, I actually feel physical envy. So, congratulations. It's got to be a good thing. Thank you very much. You're welcome.
0: Yeah, well, it was cool. Couch 5K. Beat that all up, Rich. It's not on,
1: brand It is. Tempest <laughs> exercise now. <laughs>
0: that has to go. It has to go. She exercises <go>. and she <laughs>
1: likes it. <laughs> No one can know. (laughs) Anyway, I suppose
0: we should do the topic.
1: Hi, everybody. Good day. Is your arm okay? Uh, I've had an allergic reaction to something and it's like just heating up and swelling up. It's not fun. Men? Life. Mostly men. Farts? (sighs) So many farts. Just so many noises. (laughs) Like, how can you make that? Like, how could you? Why does the world need to know that you're yawning? Why? Why? Anyway, so ah. we could uh, la, la, la. Welcome to Gin Salt. Is this what it is? Who are you? I'm Tempest Ray's. Cool. Who am I? Your Lolo Brown. Great.
0: Here is your rage tank refuel. <laughs> we were bored of fluffy episodes, so we decided to crest right off the back of abortion headlong into the lulls of the next hour or so. <laughs> Um, I was listening to our abortion episode, which I love. Oh, my God, it's so good. I love how much we laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I love how funny we made it. Uh, Sluts in the waiting room is obviously one of my favorite bits. (laughs) It's truly glorious. It occurred to me that I just sort of take for granted that when we say abortion is about controlling women, we we never really gave that any context. And I know it's kind of obvious. I did think maybe it was worth saying that the reason that that's the case is because pregnancy is a vulnerable state. So obviously in the later stages of pregnancy and then when you have a baby and when you're looking after a baby, it's very difficult to be financially independent. It's very difficult to be independent. Generally, you obviously need time and space and support. And so keeping women pregnant is just a great way of keeping them isolated, potentially and vulnerable and dependent. And that's why in the wrong circumstance, it's shady as fuck. And that's why pregnancy is used to control women.
1: That's great context. Yeah, that's, that's that's very, very, very good. pregnancy and also shame yeah well many things many things control 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 i honestly think pregnancy and cystitis are the two reasons that we weren't on boats discovering the world and thrush Uh, and thrush oh god thrush the episode is still going to be a one (laughs) (laughs) every woman has a pair of dreams that are just a little bit thrushy (laughs) (laughs) do you know what? i always i see people working out in tights and i honestly i'm just like how do you not have thrush 24 7
0: I don't know I think that with some people's outfits as well just like super super tight man-made fabric yeah doing sweaty activities especially trousers and I'm like what do you just have an iron vagina how did you just <laughs> insert canister <laughs> every day just as a preventative measure that does this work. You yeah, the cunt of steel.
1: <laughs> no I, I'm at that point in my life where if the uh, pants aren't 100% cotton I can't wear them for more than an hour because I get an itchy pooned.
0: Yeah as we discussed. Lace <laughs> designer <laughs> songs Nope Here are my baggy elastic broken cotton panties full of holes. Thank you, vagina. Oh, yeah, with those wonderful
1: acidic stains. Gotta love those yeah, perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slightly bleached and you're worried about it as a teenager, but now you know it's totally natural. Bridge ways us into our wonderful episode. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> <laughs> Tempest texted me yesterday uh asking about what was it yesterday i don't know time yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> a week ago a year ago i don't know asking what uh what we should talk about and they gave me a wonderful list but um my personal favorites was um self-belief versus uh delusion which was absolutely impeccable but i think far too nuanced and we couldn't do it without bitching about someone directly or uh lies we tell women hey. yeah my list is completely incoherent. There is no order to it. It's just things that I wrote down as I was thinking. Do you have a slight coherency into what you want to talk about? Um, No. Mine looks like a spider
0: diagram. And then there's lots of linking arrows because so much of it can just be grouped under one heading. But I feel like it's fun to break it down. Uh, I feel like you've probably got more comedy ones. And mine are mostly just screaming into a pillow. <laughs>
1: Okay, cool. Well we can interchange it throughout. Do you want to hit me with one of yours
0: first? <laughs> um yes. Which one shall I start with? Uh if you're skinny, you'll be happy. <laughs> oh, I've got one that's similar. <laughs> yeah. Fat is a bad word. Ah, nice. Underneath I wrote equality now means that more people can hate themselves for profit because I'm aware <laughs> that the skinny thing does cross all genders. But I feel like in its early stages, it was definitely a tool with which to make women mentally beat themselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course, definitely. And there was there was no winning. There was no prescribed like, actual skinniness. There was no anything. But if you weren't it was just like unattainable goal. And it's still around today in diet culture and gym culture. It's like there is there is happiness. There is. There is happiness, but it's the end of a journey. It's not the journey itself. It's just... Mm. Mm. It's like you're, like you're invalid until that point. And we're seeing it now with like, come here to lose the COVID weight.
0: What? Oh god, fucking COVID weight is toxic as shit And hearing people just, just blase in conversation Just really rip into themselves for putting on weight Just is it's so horrific isn't it on twofold the firstly is that you know that that's the thing that's on your mind right now and i don't blame the individual it's like a societal brainwashing and then like you say like what that's the worst thing that can happen to you <laughs> you've put on a couple of extra stones or a few extra inches uh yeah it's fat phobia
1: yeah and of course you've put on a couple of inches. you none of us have been doing the thing oh my God have you seen, have you heard the advert on the radio for the car? can't remember what car it is, but it's the advert that does this. oh my God, it's going to make you punch someone in the face, but it starts like this. <laughs> when people were baking banana bread you were out there making new ideas when people were sitting on the sofa you were up for your 5 a.m run when you were something something else you were making and doing things and changing stuff and i was like who the fuck was this person getting up at 5 a.m for a run i don't know i fell ill what's it advertising I mean, it's a car i think it's a jaguar <sighs> oh, of course oh like people who own jaguars did any of that shit yeah no they had someone to pay to run for them they had someone moving their legs (laughs) but it's it's i was listening to it and i was just like that is the most toxic advert i've ever heard like this idea that like you are invalid or unworthy of anything because you've lived through a pandemic in whatever way you needed to live through Sorry, that was just my rant. No, no, it's a good one. I did
0: enjoy it. I'm also Mm. now feel sick, Mm. which uh, I assume was the intention. Um,
1: Fuck Jaguar. I might also, it might not be Jaguar. I should double check (laughs) before he's there. But also fuck Jaguar. Jaguar is not necessarily a nice car company. No, I feel like there's got to be some toxic shit there.
0: Uh, I did a fuck that shit thought for the week on the Patreon that was basically like, okay, imagine this scenario where like we can finally go out to a bar or a club and you've got all dressed up and you've gone out and you get to the door and the bouncer says to you, I'm sorry you can't come in, you're one dress size bigger or two dress sizes bigger than you were before the pandemic. My point was is that this is nonsense. Oh, like fuck? this <laughs> like this weird barrier that I think we all have like, before I can get back to my life, I must lose all the weight that I put on in the pandemic. Um, because otherwise like I can't set foot outside my fucking house it's like there are so many things that you can enjoy and do and hopefully more and more in time stop putting your body size at the forefront as there's some kind of barrier and it's it's the same part of the same thing isn't it like my life will be different if I was thin no your life will be the same and the sad truth is is that a lot of the insecurities that's making you feel this way unless you work through them with therapy at the same time as perhaps losing weight you're going to still have because it's really about how you feel on the inside and your what's going on in your mind rather than it is about your size because the likelihood is is that whether you're too differentiating between a few inches or a few dress sizes as long as it's not impacting your health this is going to make absolutely no fucking difference to your life whatsoever i'm sorry that's the news oh
1: my god yes a million times yes done episode done bye No, but you're totally right. And it's it's also this mentality of um, I'll start tomorrow. This attitude like you're waiting for it. It's just, just, no, just try and change your mentality a little bit day by day. Maybe when you say something nasty to yourself, be like, actually, no, me, sit down, have a glass of water, have a calm down, we'll have a chat. Oh, pandemic, wait. Oh god! What do you do when someone tells you uh, negative things about their body? Like, what do you do in that situation? How do you, how do you have that discussion?
0: It's really hard because I think it depends on how they say it. The way people talk to about themselves it depends on how you might tackle it. I think my go-to that I have the most success with is like just pointing out, like, look, you know. You, you're never going to win. Like, you know, this game is stacked against you. Let's talk about how much ideal body type has changed even within the last 10 years promoted through like popular culture and popular media. Like, let's say you achieve this body weight. What happens when next year, all of a sudden big bellies are in or broad shoulders are in or fucking toned, you know, biceps are in. Like you, you can't win at this and think about how much mental energy you're expending over worrying about this and berating yourself about this and obsessing about this. I mean, that for me is one of the, the, this is the game. It's the con. This is what they're really doing. They're filling our brains up with like these unnecessary thoughts to distract us from the real problem. Which is burning the system and overthrowing the patriarchy. Did I answer your question or
1: did I just go on a little rant? (laughs) No, 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 you answered my question. I'm just disappointed in you all. (laughs) (laughs)
0: What did I write down? I was literally having this chat with somebody last week. And I pointed this out to her and she was like, yeah, I know. And we were talking about how depressing it is that it's great nowadays on TV and theatre to see more diversity. But what I'm still seeing is especially with women, is thin, thin, thin bodies, skeletally, bird-like, tiny, tiny, thin, 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 thin bodies. It's like size diversity seems to have gone out the window, especially in like classical theatre and stuff. And this is her background. And she was just like, oh, yeah, you, as a woman, you have to be thin as possible. Like that is the ideal for theatre. And I was like, where do you think that comes from? She was like, because it's distracting to see bigger boobs on stage or to see a larger body on stage. Obviously, that's not her opinion. She's just like noticing. I'm like, "Okay, but what if what if what if everybody had diverse bodies on stage? Then it's not distracting, isn't it? I just thought it was a really interesting thing. I don't I understood exactly what she meant, but neither of us could really explain it. I think it's to do maybe just with taking up space that you're not really allowed. I don't know. What do you think?
1: I think you are right on that point I was gonna say I think it's to do with taking up physical space especially if it's a woman's body on stage women taking up space in general is distracting like boobs and bums and things like that they're like if they're big then they're distracting it's like well no it's because it's taking up space it's not any different um and the truth is if if there was more diversity in a whole rally of ship on stage of like people looking like of Things It wouldn't be distracting because it would be like looking at a crowd in a street. <laughs> and isn't that life? We're so obsessed with life and so interested with life that we watch it constantly on our screens we pay to go see it played out in front of us in theaters we're obsessed with it so why do we try and narrow it down to something that doesn't represent life at all oh
0: god that's so sad that's giving me goosebumps that's so true oh
1: i love it when i give you goosebumps oh yeah Mm. oh make it look like a raw chicken
0: (laughs) (laughs) sexy raw chicken thank you
1: (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) fuck (laughs) motherfucker Oh, that's so true. That's so messed up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so interesting and it's so sterile. I don't get it. I don't I don't get it at all. All right, you. That was my one. Your turn. Um... <laughs> um... <laughs> Not that funny. I'm so excited. I just remember writing it in a rage. Um, I've just written, um, so the title is Lies We Tell Women and my fourth one down is just H&M underlined like four times. <laughs>
0: oh my god this is about h&m sizes yes <laughs> oh my god this is such a good one
1: <laughs> let's begin with women's sizing in general before we talk about h&m women's sizing in general is a lie it yeah. is a huge lie so the simplest way to put it down to is if you are for example a lot of women don't know this about men's clothing for example that it is measured for example trousers and trousers are measured with a length measurement and a waist measurement so the trouser leg length the size of your waist size so accurate and so perfect and there's so much variety considering that they only wear apparently wear gray and blue (laughs) there's so much variety in size and also there's the same for like um blazers and jumpers and things like that there's a chest measurement and there's a length measurement it's it's really accommodating for length versus width it's really really great women's sizes your whole body the whole of it one number one number and that number does not get pockets one number <laughs> and it's truly inconsistent so for example if it's like buying a pair of trousers like an eight fits like roughly this size waist to this size waist in general however clothing companies have made a fortune out of sizing things wrong and just making you have to buy different clothing. And it's absolutely infuriating. The biggest criminal of all is H&M. And even though they <laughs> swear H&M. by the fact that they have not changed anything, that they follow sizing regulations, every single woman listening to this podcast will have bought a H&M item, two items in the same shop. And in one section, they're a size six. And in the other, they're a size 14. It doesn't make sense. Any sense. Also, it's this idea that you can equate a person's value and shape down to one number. So if you go above a size 14, you're immediately you're Satan's cunt.
0: <laughs> Are you really a woman unless you've cried in an HM dressing room, knowing that you're being ridiculous but crying anyway? <laughs> Under some horrible strip lighting of like a makeup-smeared white wall and a rickety curtain, which doesn't really
1: cover anything. Oh god. Also, you really a woman, if you've secretly celebrated that you're like a size lower than you thought you were, it's horrible. Of it's course, horrible because you're course. playing this gamble of like you're winning or losing. Like, oh, I'm now a size eight today. And I was, I was like, no, no, no. It's just sizing. Like why, why do we have, why? Are... <laughs> <laughs> there is a reason I can't get jeans to fit. And it's a simple fact that they don't give me measurements. My body is just too perfect. There's no jeans that fit me on the thigh. And on the waist, yeah, none of them. Too much of a differentiation, and I'm so sorry. It's groundbreakingly beautiful, but there is nothing that fits it, and it's just.
0: <laughs> oh, it th- yeah, the size thing is insane. And just to double down on this, just so, just so, if this is news to you, understand. A 12 is completely different, not only proportioned and measured. Sorry, proportions and measurements are the same. So I don't know why I differentiated them as two different things in every store. And I only knew this when I was younger. I did fit modelling. Um, which just means that those of you who don't know what it is if you have certain proportions and you don't tend to lose or gain a lot of weight (laughs) I miss being in my 20s then you can be like a living model for shops to try on clothes it's actually incredibly well paid but it's one of the most boring soul-destroying jobs I think I've ever done because they literally treat you as if you're a mannequin and they'll talk about your body as if you don't exist even to the extent (laughs) where they'll just be like oh yeah it's stepping a bit there isn't it it was a funny thing i said one time it's like oh we keep making all of our sizes bigger it's because the md got so fat so now our 12 has to be bigger Mm. (laughs) just talk about you and your body and your lumps and your bumps like that's not even there are other funny stories but this is like 10 years ago so i can't remember it oh my
1: god i had no
0: idea you Mm, did yeah yeah because for a while i was um which store was it um not river island (laughs) because of d Dorothy Perkins. Dorothy Perkins. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I was like, it begins with D, begins with D. I was a perfect Dorothy Perkins size 12, which is great. Which is- great for shopping but you have to go in and, and so literally I know that like an MS size 12 is different to different brands like you model for a particular brand who has their proportions and every brand creates an ideal uh, I can only speak for obviously women's fittings woman so the whole time they're there they're talking about like she oh she'd find this a bit rude this is hilarious so they call clothing at Dorothy Perkins that looks like a little bit more revealing rude hilarious so like I think she'd find it too rude <laughs> this is like this ideal customer Who's that they she- <laughs> yeah it's so fucking weird uh, again you don't exist you're just in the room whilst they prod you and talk about how they'd much rather do your job because uh, it must be really easy and you get paid a lot better uh, it's a very weird job to do but yeah so that's how I learn about the whole uh, completely different sizings. and the thing that I just never understand which is a sad indictment of the world that we live in why stores undersize because Every single person, like you said, in a billion years would go into a store and be like, oh my god, it's a size 8. I'm wearing a size 8. I don't understand what selling potential you build by making women cry in dressing rooms because you've got a really small size 8 is your size 8 proportion and just make people feel shit about themselves. Is this a clothing version of negging?
1: no i have i have a reason for it i, I follow a, a male comedian however i will strongly recommend them for being incredibly well spoken about this particular issue around women's clothing okay so it's to do with this kind of unattainable kind of goal like so it clothes are marketed and aimed and the perfect woman is the skinny woman that's what the clothing looks good on that's what they market that's what the people who are going there are shopping to look like that person and if you make them too small then they know something to do with them feeling like something to do with it being unrealistic but still attainable okay I don't know I will find it and look into it but I remember listening to the reason and being like oh okay cool we will absolutely massively fucked and this comedian guy is great he also did a whole swimsuit section mm. he did a high heel section he did a swimsuit section where it was like basically about swimsuits and how they make them in completely unbreathable materials both revealing and unrevealing at time and unflattering but making them a material that constantly gives you either B V or thrush and I was just like oh. I'm almost impressed almost almost <laughs> But yeah, no, women's clothing in general is an absolute myth. That's why I've just point blank stepped away from it. I, I've like made a vow. I only buy suits now. And shirts from charity shops i have just given up because it's bullshit. You buy shit online and the whole pandemic, everyone's been buying shit online. And it's like, what size are you? I'm like, I don't know. What size am I today? Who knows? Oh, God. Ugh. It's hideous. Bra sizes are a lie as well.
0: Oh, bra sizes, I can't, we can't even go into this because I. Tr- there used to be a way to check your bra size. Sure, I'm sure there were lots of issues with it. But now when I Google how to do it, because I did it the other day, there's like 7,000 different ways. Like every brand has their own way to measure bra sizes. How is this helpful? Why can't we just have a system around this? Oh my God. So it's impossible.
1: You know the, um, the number at the bottom? mm Is based on like the circumference of your chest to the difference of like the depth. So like the measurement at the bottom doesn't make any sense because it's supposed to be the circumference of your entire chest from like nipple to nipple. But your extension from chest is obviously a lot bigger in one section than it is in others.
0: None of it makes any sense to me. I've tried this year to recheck my bra size and it's impossible. We have to do it
1: per brand. Basically, it's all fucked. Everyone's doomed. Go to bed. Yeah, I think that's it because we could actually do a whole show on dress sizes. <laughs> we could do a whole show on pockets. I would. Ha- I. Yes. I now. I since four years ago have made a rule that I refuse to buy anything that doesn't have a pocket in. Nice. And uh, my mental health has improved because of it. We could definitely do a show on pockets.
0: Yeah, we should definitely put a pin on that for later. Okay, I've got one. Your waiting day will be the best day of your life.
1: We know it's not the best day of your life. <laughs> that's we not know true. That- <laughs> Your theories around wedding day is my favourite. What's the line you say? It's a party for everyone else. It's nothing to do with you. It's nothing to do with you. You Let me be the one to tell you this. Your
0: wedding day has fuck all to do with you i'm sorry your wedding day is a party for everybody else and it always was that way and the only reason this myth exists that the wedding day it's your special day it's your special day is because you're being conned into a fucking lifetime of fucking domestic drudgery so they have to give you this gateway day where you think you're going to be a special princess and that's where that bullshit comes from
1: I thought the bullshit comes from now, specifically comes from the consumerist side of it, because if they believe that they're constantly trying to achieve this special perfect day for themselves, they're more likely to spend that wedding tax.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, it's all tied into capitalism now. But I think, like, (laughs) what isn't? I think a, a lot of the original bits, it's like, it's the one day you get before you eventually become a cross between a cleaner, a sex slave and a baby oven i just like to say that that's not how my marriage works. I thought this episode was going to be depressing, but here we are. <laughs> nor, nor need your marriage work that way. Um, but I think it's, it's rooted in that. So you want the wedding day. You want to feel special. But yeah, sorry, you won't. No one gives a shit about you. Yeah,
1: it's your special day until like a lifetime of invisibleness. Yeah, that's why you get you get the day. But weddings weren't really a thing until Victorian era, which is the real height of the upswing of consumerism. Ah, uh, yes, that makes sense. Well, yeah, um, like that, weddings like before small, that were it's a small ceremony was a small thing you did in living living room wasn't even in a church sometimes like like historically wedding days only became notoriously famous in the 10th century, ah, and that and was a lot to do with the royalty. The only only weddings that were big things were royals, and that was because they essentially pillaged poor people for money. So why not spend it on a big dress and a fancy <laughs> crown, you bougie bitch? <laughs> So yeah, so that makes sense because that was the turn of the century. So it's the Industrial Revolution and that's the real, real... We had consumerism for a while before that, but like that's the real capitalist pure moment is that time when we were like, look at those giant buildings with smoke. They're going to make money. Oh, you're covered in soot and got cancer, but we make money.
0: <laughs> yes, you're right. There is definitely a capitalist mindset to that. Also, again, I suppose in the 50s where you get this weird creation of the nuclear family as a, the next level of capitalism which is to persuade women back into the home after the second world war isn't it like all right <laughs> you've had your fun get back bitch uh, but you could have a wedding day
1: <laughs> <laughs> in my head it's someone with a coat being like want to come to her home <laughs> like some creep down an alley trying to sell her a watch but it's actually just a just dishwasher
0: <laughs> i mean it's like
1: you could have
0: economic freedom and a place in the world or you can have a giant white dress and everyone will look at you and say how beautiful you are
1: (laughs) yeah look at these magazines yeah play the dress (laughs) you could live this hard life and toil and make things and have to work but or you could look at the magazine look at the tiny waist Look at the children. Look at the father come home for three hours after he shagged his receptionist to come home to you, eat you, and eat your food that you pretended to cook because you're too depressed, taking those fucking green pills. What were they called? Oh, God. Those fantastic drugs. Back in the day when drugs were real.
0: <laughs> I don't know. What was the 50s housewife drug to show? Some kind of Valium or something, wouldn't it? Lead. Maybe some kind of prescription, antidepressant, smoother outer. Oh, it's an awful oh, it's a time. Really,
1: really famous one. There was a really famous one, and I'll be honest. Sometimes I'm like, Do you know what? I could just easily any more on. No, no, that's a good one. Again, we can put a pin
0: in the, uh, the wedding. The topic is weddings. Is, is a, an episode. Is this? Is this? Is this just topics? The episode. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it seems that way. Ah, You're Okay. Okay. Uh, Oh, your body is a commodity for anything other than money. Oh,
0: I've got our bodies and our looks are the only thing of value that we have. Yay! That's nice. That always makes me feel warm and fuzzy. (laughs) What, the sentiment or the fact that we have the same brain? The sentiment. Obviously, the fact that we have the same brain disgusts me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Secretly the same person. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really... It's really there, isn't it? It's like, it's like this is the only thing that you're good for, but don't you dare charge for it. <laughs> uh, that was
0: really brought home to me when I went to Vegas for the second time, a city I have returned to only to remind myself that I hate it. And I went down to the old strip. I hate Vegas. I absolutely hate Vegas. If we do Vegas the episode. I'll tell you all of the many ways I hate Vegas. Um, and we went down to the old strip, which is a very weird place. And um, you've got people taking pictures for money. And I just brought everything home to me. Every single man, bar one, who was like just off doing super muscly. So it was like an exception to the general rule. Uh, all the men were in like skin suits. So like animals or famous characters or whatever, fully covered head to toe. And they were tired outfits. Like none of these were like impressive outfits. It literally looked like they just dug it out of the back of a garage, covered in like half eating and dust bowls and put it on, cover themselves from head to toe and all of the women I don't think with any exception were wandering around in skimpy pants and nipple tassels now I don't have an issue with that. But just the disparity of the two was just like, wow. I mean, this is just in a fucking nutshell, isn't it? When it comes down to in our society, we must all have something to sell. And what it is that you think you have to sell says a lot about what our society tells different people. They all looked fucking miserable. That was the other depressing thing about it. Like it's the most run down place ever. Everyone looks like they're just on a sleigh ride into depression. And
1: I was just like awesome yeah there's no gender imbalance here at all brilliant happy days thanks vegas (laughs) that gender imbalance about anything performative always drives me nuts like the amount of time i do gigs and i'm like encrusted and naked up to the nines in all fantastic manner of things i spent three hours on my makeup and like there's some guy wearing like a three dollar smithies tuxedo thing that's like just not a rhinestone in sight not a tailoring to sniff at and i'm just like how are you getting paid the same as me more probably more oh don't i'm not looking forward to going back that yeah no it drives me up the wall i hate it you see it in london we don't see any naked ladies to take pictures with you only see you only see people in shitty outfits (laughs) i love the sideshow performers in covent garden there's some real life blood of london entertainment there like i really do there's some really amazing people there people who can hold a crowd. For thirty minutes without doing their big stunt yet, yeah, beautiful showmanship. No, that's fair. I applaud it. I just don't want to watch it. Yeah, fair enough. Totally fair enough. May they long reign. It's a big
0: feature of Covent Garden, and and I love it. And it's cool. Um, anyway, I mean, yeah, it comes on to figures is it. Like, it's what society tells us, and it just it seeps into everything, and it makes me really sad because I think whatever it is that you choose to use, it should always be a choice, not a kind of societal brainwashing
1: really suck oh yeah no definitely entirely i'm always interested in the oh god am i gonna do this yeah sure why not We've been friends long enough. I'm sure we'll last this. Oh, good. Just <laughs> like a wine. No, carry on. <laughs> no, 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 I'll get more wine in a minute. No, no, no. It's, it's not. Doesn't need to go anywhere. It's just it's something that I come across a lot when people talk about like sex work or women who are naked or things like that. Is they say like oh, but they don't look like they enjoy it. And I was like, if you saw me at work at the moment, you would be like, she doesn't enjoy it. It's a case of, there's some people, like, you don't necessarily have to enjoy your job to do it. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a degradation to it. It just means you're doing what you're doing. And I'm always curious about it when it comes to, like, nudity. Always interested with it. No, that's an interesting point. Just more of a statement. It's fair. I shall mull it over. Also, I don't know if I want to stand outside and take pictures half naked with strangers. Because sometimes we do walk about in places. And I know how horrible a lot of audience members are. The general public much worse. oh god yeah
0: no i i totally understand what you're saying and i've never thought about that before so i shall ponder it because it's a good thing I'm to think about pondering. Do, yeah to uh, uh unpick yeah, that yeah. in my mind What does it fall down to it's this weird thing of like <sighs> i mean again we could do a whole episode on this i think it's just like however oh i don't even know well we agree anyway it's just like it all comes we agree. down we to know choice. It's a fundamental points. We yeah. agree. It all comes down to choice, and whether this manifests in what I'm talking about on the Vegas Strip, or whether it's this thing of like when we talk about how people sometimes talk about burlesque and how they talk about stand-up comedy, and again, like the the majority gender makeup of either, or the kind of perception of the gender makeup of either is really interesting. And I just think like there's just so many occasions whether it's posting a picture on social media or whatever it's like the only value that we have as women which of course comes from the only safety that you had as a woman was marriage for so long and so how you looked and your attractiveness was a vital element of your survival that's what a big part of what a lot of this is rooted in because if you weren't married you you didn't have any access to any kind of society any kind of security you were just kind of kind of trash essentially in the eyes of the world you were a spinster a financial burden yeah exactly uh, who wasn't like you then leapt off into a world of freedom without men <laughs> you were kind of a big burden on the family and so that's where that comes from it comes from the very real period of time where that is the only value that society thought that we had and the sad thing is, is that we still haven't really quite
1: unpicked that we really haven't it's in the veins of it all like it you just can't escape it yeah and it's to the point where it's like even now almost every taxi driver asked me if i'm married <laughs> just like no and then i oh it's okay it'll happen <laughs> I, when tell me i don't want it <laughs> so i can guard against this shit <laughs> yeah i get taxis quite regularly at the moment because of the times that i work and public transport doesn't exist at that time and yeah almost i'd say once a week at least i get asked when i'm having kids or when i'm getting married and if i say my usual answers then i am bombarded with all sorts (gasps) oh my god i forgot to tell you i had like a full-on like evangelical anti-gay anti-abortion anti-everything anti-Covid taxi driver it was really fun Uh, four o'clock in the morning brilliant yeah I sat down got in the taxi and I was like hi good morning he's like good morning he's like so he turned on the radio it was just a preacher preacher radio and immediately he was just like i am here for this for the next 20 minutes buckle in i want to hear about some god and uh he's like have you heard the good word and i was like i didn't realize people said that <laughs> did you say you
0: listen to gin salty <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i actually said i didn't realize people said that still but hi um which good word <laughs> He's like, of oh, our Lord Jesus Christ," and I was like, "Oh, your Lord Jesus Christ? That sounds lovely, but they're not mine." And they were like, "You should let Jesus into your heart," and I was like, "Don't make it into my cunt joke." But I was like, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm atheist. I'm, I'm not really your, your audience for this." And then he says, "Can I ask if you, um, if you're married?" And I said, "I'm not married." And they're like, "Do you have a partner?" And I was like, "Uh, that is true. Yes." And they were like, "Um, are they a man or a woman?" And I was like, "Let's enjoy oh, this." Wow. This is a lot. Both. <laughs> and they were like, you just watched their little eyes explode in the mirror. And I was just like, I can't wait for the next 20 minutes of this. To which I received seven and a half minutes of explaining to me how I was going to hell for polygamy. And I was like, "Nope, polygamy is only um, if I'm marrying them and I'm not married to either one. So I'm not committing a sin. And <laughs> And then lesbianism is going to send me to hell as well. And then when I told him that I was going to give him a terrible rating on Uber for being a homophobic misogynist, he all of a sudden changed his tune. Didn't realise it had
0: that much power. Wow. I mean, I'm surprised that didn't occur to him before. What is it with Uber recently? I, <laughs> I got into a raging row from an Uber driver last week. I should have written a complete email, but then it just goes on your to-do list forever. So I had Nia with me and it was really, really late. It was like getting a cab at like one o'clock in the morning. No, it would have been what earlier are you than doing? that we just got out of the freezing cold I'm going home. So I guess it was probably about 11.30. Anyway, it was dark. <laughs> what the in the morning? 11. We don't know anymore. <laughs> it's all the same. So you're supposed to, but it's good etiquette to put a message in to say that you've got a dog. Um, so I put the message in, but he doesn't read it. So he turns up and he's like, you're supposed to message. I'm not taking a dog. And I was like, I did message. You didn't read it. And so he refuses to take me, even though he's just a tiny little fucking dog. He's just going to sit on my lap. So I was so pissed stuff about the fact that he'd obviously like made me wait then wouldn't take me and so I was like so you're really gonna leave me on my own on this deserted street in the dark because you won't let my dog sit on your lap. And he was like, no. So he had a row at it. Then he drives off. And then the, the bit that really grates me, he then, he doesn't cancel the trip though because they get penalized for doing it. So he wants me to do it. So of course I ring him up and tell him that he's a disgrace. He should be ashamed of himself for leaving a woman on the street on his own. And then I write him and tell him he should be ashamed of himself as well. And eventually he cancels the cab. But I can't order another cab until he cancels it. I'm not fucking cancelling it. Rage. So, so fucking angry.
1: Oh, cancellation chicken. My favourite games to play with taxi drivers. It's like, no, I'm not fucking... My favourite one is when they just drive in the opposite direction. Have you had that? No. When you order a taxi and they just drive in the opposite direction because they don't want to take the job and they're just waiting for you to cancel. I've had it two times. (sighs) I've reported both of them and had my money refunded, but it's just like they're waiting for you to cancel and they won't pick up your calls, they won't do anything. They just don't want to take the job, so they're just like waiting for you to cancel and they don't want to deal with it. Jesus. Mm, I'm sorry that happened, though. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yes. Oh, no, taxi. Oh, I've had conspiracy theorists this week. I've had just general chit-chats. I love my 4am taxis. They're the best. (laughs) my favourite thing is every time that I tell them that I work in a Covid testing site you just immediately the windows wind down it's just beautiful <laughs> if you want people to keep their distance if people are getting too close in pubs just loudly say so I was working in the Covid testing site the other day <laughs> I will remember that thank you Oh, it's perfect just walk around with your NHS vaccination badge and people are just like no get away from me okay. <laughs> uh, what about what's your turn is it my turn or your turn
0: um it's my turn i'm trying to work out what we did we kind of we had a snapsies but yes Uh, i'm gonna say other women are your enemy that's the lie we tell women you can't trust other women
1: (gasps) oh do you know what i'm still really unpicking that one as well it's really really insidious and it comes from the marriage place as well like your only value is marriage so you're constantly spending your like early life competing against other women because you want to have the good marriage where you have security and, and no scurvy. Yeah. Yeah, it's something so insidious and it's something I really struggle with because I catch myself doing it all the time and it comes out in ugly ways. What about you? Yeah I, I think I've said this on here before like I was definitely
0: in my 20s one of those girls who was like I'm not like other girls I prefer men's company over women's company and and the sad thing is is that a lot of the times that comes from a place of kind of very really feeling like if you're too showy as a woman other women will hate you and like, that's all rooted of course in us being turned against each other and patriot and stuff so but I think like in some circles that animosity for women being too much from other women is there it's a real thing it's not all imagined in our heads it's just that the patriarchy's done its job so damn well that they don't even need to step in we have already the systems and tools in place to keep each other in check by fighting over petty shit that isn't even really a thing so yeah I was definitely one of those people and burlesque really helped me unpick a lot of that And one of the things I really like about teaching burlesque is watching women make friends and being able to shine in a space that isn't competitive and realizing that like you can shine and I can shine, but we can still be on
1: the same team. Yeah, you can still be in the same show, still in the same lineup, yeah. I think it's really great, and you you are right. has unpicked a lot of it. Mm. It's, it's just a horrible one. I catch myself doing it all the time. It's over, and it's like, why do I feel like weird envy and jealousy about something that really a doesn't matter, doesn't affect me in any way? And it's because I've just got this constant thing in the back of my head saying that person's going to land the rich husband.
0: Yeah, it's totally, it's the pick me culture, isn't it? Which is a term that we talked about. (laughs) And now I see everywhere, which is like, if you cozy up to the, the men and like get on board with them, like you'll be the special chosen girl. Like you'll,
1: you'll be safe. You'll be okay. Which brings me to my next lie that two things, women are crazy. And there's such thing as a chill girl. Oh, this is a great topic. Can we lump women are emotional in with women are crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Like, it all in. Hysteria, let's just pop it in there. Uh, general gaslighting by society. Which also ties into the next bit, which is like, women are weak and faint at blood. I'm like, I just, every time I hear shit like that, I'm like... A feeble, the fairer sex, we can't be troubled with the
0: grotesqueness of life, even though we give birth and have periods which are Mate, violent. Mate, I shit <laughs> a grapefruit
1: out of my cunt. You bring it. <laughs> you said the crazy one. What was the second one? The The myth of the chill girl this is something we've been sold that there is this type of woman that is so relaxed and chill they've got no drama they've got no nothing everything's totally fine i'm not cray i'm just really down i'm really like fine with it i'm this sort of person that has an appetite and like really likes beef burgers and eats loads of shit but doesn't gain a single bit of weight because if i eat a salad in front of you then obviously i'm not really living to the full and it's ah.
0: Your chill girl is a kind of male brainwashing into
1: making you not have standards or boundaries. Oh, yes. It's the lack of responsibility men have to take for women's psyche. So, for example, I watch a TV show where a guy calls out another guy and I honestly, I creamed my pants when this conversation <laughs> happened. I was like, I, I will happily sit on that man's face and let him suck my soul through me. He called out another guy for calling a woman crazy or like had no chill or something. And he was like... You know, like one in three women are like heavily sexually assaulted in their lives, right? So most most of the women you meet are carrying quite extreme trauma that they've carried throughout their life, not to mention all this other stuff they're carrying that you've probably contributed to. And I was just literally just like- Oh my God, that's amazing. Oh God, I've, I've never felt, <sighs> I've never heard a, a man take responsibility in that sense where they're like, I have been a part of the problem. The women I meet are carrying trauma and I have contributed to that. And like the people that are like men who talk about how they just want a woman with no baggage, no baggage. It's like- Oh, fuck off. Is that still a thing men say? Yes. I can tell you this from working with far too many of them. Reason 7,000, I don't ever want to be single it's this idea that women come with baggage as if it's just come from nowhere, that you haven't contributed anything to it. And the fact that you're rejecting women and not, you're expecting women to be your therapist, but can't contribute to anyone else's growth because that would be far, far too much because if they're having an irrational response, I don't know, for example, a triggered response to the way that you act or you behave because you expect to be able to do what the fuck you like and not give any consequences or any responsibility to it. Yeah. but yeah you're not chill you're not chill you're not chi- i'm, I'm not like chill. I'm, full on, I'm turning 30 i have no chill i have none <laughs> my partners I've, will tell you this <laughs> i
0: have been proudly high maintenance since i could even walk in a pair of heels which is about three yes it's related to the nagging thing. We're all talking about the no chill, isn't it? Like the na- nagging. So you literally don't lift a fucking finger. You've got no sense at all of the emotional baggage and relationship baggage that women extra labor that we put into all of these situations because you want nil responsibility for anything. And then you turn around and say we're nagging. It's amazing that more men don't die at the hands of women. Really? when you think about it?
1: always like you can't look after yourself or can't do the simplest thing so when i remind you to do the things it's 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 nagging it's like no you literally haven't done the thing that would keep you safe and alive as far as we're concerned you're a toddler (laughs) oh it
0: oh god
1: it just fills
0: me with so much rage (laughs) so much rage i've shared a post from 30 something single that's what I was double checking on my story uh, a while back which is again like tied into the myth of like the chill girl and it was just it was so well put and and such a awful but totally relatable story and the person was talking about how they were I don't know a lot about the it's a, a poster on Instagram. So if I make a wrong assumption, sorry guys that they were full of figured, large bodied And when they were younger they were told That like oh, you never get a partner, no one will ever want to have sex With you because you're fat, um, and they were like This is a nonsense because actually like Lots of people find fat bodies erotic And sexy and there are loads of people who Would find me very very arousing but that's not What society has told me, so uh, They were like I've put myself into so many harmful Situations growing up and stayed With in abusive relationships And with people who treated me like shit and I would Let them because I wanted Wanted to be so chill like I was so grateful that they would have sex with me that like, I didn't want to like I wanted to be that super super chill girl because I just thought like nobody would ever ever want to be with me no one would ever want to love me so it was like they were doing me a favor and I just it unpicked so well the awful connection between like insecurity and all everything that we're told about being worthless or shameful mixed with like this this uh, the chill girl
1: fuck off <laughs> Yeah, and I read the thing, because you put it up, I read it, I read it, I read it, and I, it hit me, it hit me mm, in a million did, places, yeah. because anyone who's been stuck in an abusive relationship it was immediately like, oh mm. god, that's awful. But yeah, no, a thousand times, a thousand million, quadrillion times, yes. It's a con, don't fall for it. And it's also a person that, like, the chill girl is also someone that we aspire to be because they're represented in film and we do know like the cool girl the chill girl and stuff like that we just don't see them as three-dimensional beings we just see them as a two-dimensional uh, soy frozen latte drinking <laughs> mm, <laughs> denim short wearing tattooed but only in a graceful way mm, yes yeah oh 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 which ties into the next bit that women are crazy Mm-hmm. this is something that i've researched a lot societal gaslighting this idea that we're crazy um the simplest thing because we have periods is the main one being like oh you're just a highly volatile and emotional and you can see it in like the direct thing like some of the comments that people were making about hillary clinton is the main example like we saw hillary clinton compete against donald trump and my whenever people were like misogyny is not a real thing i was like people chose donald trump instead of a woman that's how far away they wanted to be from a woman they were literally just like no she'll she, you know what she's gonna be on a period one day she's gonna press the nukes uh,
0: i literally have got that exact example on my list <laughs> do you know who started almost all wars in the history of humanity team men men
1: <laughs> men. men. And also I, I, this also the same thing it's like i'm never gonna tell you that i i'm not emotionally volatile when i'm on my period but i'm not crazy i just don't it's what we discussed i don't have the filter for your bullshit i don't have the patience to deal with your absolute and utter tripe i am exactly the same i just don't have the time to listen to why it's not your fault (sighs)
0: Ah. This myth that the crazy is connected to the, the overly emotional, isn't it? Which is like the period thing and we being unstable. And that's an excuse for women in leadership and an excuse for women in business. And I'll tell you, this is a stone cold fucking fact. I have found more men in positions of authority, emotional to deal with than I ever find women. Whenever I work with a woman in a business scenario, I'm introduced to somebody who's like, I don't know, the venue manager or the the co-producer or whatever it is. I'm always just like, oh, the sense of relief is just palpable because I can, for the most part, expect a fairly smooth, non-bumpy, non-emotional, non-gaslighty ride. So often, so many of the negative traits that we're told that women, for example, in business have I very rarely experience from women, but I very
1: often experience with men. So, same, 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 same. same. Tantrums—the tantrums I've had to, to deal with with men and producers and bookers of that sign. Like, oh, as soon as I'm working with women, most of the time I'm just like, Ooh. Mm. oh,
0: mm. it's amazing. And just the mm. amount of word policing that I have to do when I deal with men as well—just oh, it's so fucking tiresome. Whereas I'm just like a plain conversation a lot of the time with women. Mm. No,
1: this needs to get done. Yeah, and when you say that to a man, oh my god, they just don't like it. They don't fucking like it. Yeah, I've had so many men storm out of rooms. So many. <laughs> I know they have little temper tantrums or having a bad day. Oh, oh, come on! Wow, yeah, wow. Mm. To lie, we tell women. Yeah, I've yeah. Oh, I not have not thought of that, but yeah, I've experienced a lot of that. Mm. Mm. it's great when you unpick that one Mm. yeah and it goes into the thing of like women being weak because we have periods and stuff like that which I've always found hilarious whenever I watch a woman swoon in cinema or in cinema from 19 diggity 2 or on Amazon Prime (laughs) I always am so confused by this whole idea that we just faint at the sight of blood I'm like I, I appreciate like anyone who saw an open artery would feel physically faint but like most women i know are pretty hardy when it comes to like blood guts and anything and gore and there's a point in your life when you like look down in the toilet and it's every single bodily fluid in one place and all of a sudden you realize you're a lot sturdier than most people (laughs) Uh, just remember who watched jesus die (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's a t-shirt i really want Uh, We should definitely do women in leadership at one point. I'm reading, I've only just started it, Justina Mutale. I hope I've said her second name right, but she is Sadie Sinner's mother. And she wrote a book called The Iconic Art of Female Leadership. I'll double check that title. We'll put it in the references. And Mm. it's doing wonders for unpicking what i think successful leadership is and uh, we won't talk for hours about this because we could but we'll do it another time about the lies that we tell over what a successful leader is and they're often like very geared towards quite negative masculine traits but in actual fact they're not actually proven results wise to be effective leadership and a lot of those skills we think of as feminine traits
1: oh wonderful yeah because uh, yeah, like a good manager isn't dominating or a good leader isn't dominating they are nurturing mm. yeah. Yeah. Oh god, I'd love to I'd love, love to hear all your thoughts on that. I think that'd be incredible. And I'd love to read the book as well. Mm. That's wonderful. Oh, hang on. Have you got another one to give me? Um yes.
0: Oh, which one? How dark shall we go? No, let's do something like um well, lighter like, uh, being in a relationship will make you happy.
1: Oh do we're constantly selling this lie that there is happiness at the end of the tunnel? <laughs> Yeah, there's a theme here, isn't (laughs) there? There's a theme. There's a theme theme. that you'll be happy. Not today. Not today. But if you do this, you'll be happy one day. Yeah. And what a relationship looks like. Like, love is supposed to hurt. Is that Mm. one?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I got that one down too. It's not real love unless it hurts. Oh, God, that's awful. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Mm. 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 Hey, guys, listen to our Relationship Red Flags episode if you want to delve deeper into this one.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I I don't really have anything to add to that one apart from, yeah. What would you like to elaborate on that one?
0: No, I think you've done it all. The only thing I wrote down was like, there's a nice quote, which I think is like, grief is the price you pay for love. And I think like we've confused, like, yes, like if you lose someone you love, either because the relationship ends or because they pass away or some other circumstance, like, you know, you really the love that you felt for them will make that loss so hard. But let's not confuse that with living in what is essentially a state of permanent grief whilst you're in the relationship with somebody. It's not meant to hurt when you're in the relationship, okay? This is a later thing. And uh, we just seem to have like confused it Later, you hurt later. Yeah, pain
1: later, not now. <laughs> it's, it's the wrong way around. We've been telling this idea that happiness is at the end of the tunnel, but it's not, it's death. yeah. <laughs> You'll be miserable
0: and in pain because it's love and then you die.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. This is great. Um, Hang on, I've got one. It's a mixture of the two. Yeah. If you play by the rules, nothing bad will happen to you. Yes. Compliance will keep you safe. My head. Oh, oh, there's nothing quite like really threatening someone's safety into the extent where it's like your body will attract and do these dangerous things. Like you have no control over that because your body exists. But what you can control is how you act and how you deal with that. And that's what will keep you safe. There's something so inherently, inherently, inherently bleh, terrifying about threatening that safety from such a young age. Oh. God. Yeah. Never gonna quite unpick it. It's always gonna be there.
0: Ah oh, it's it's awful. This is like all of the rustled ones I've got are related to this, which is like it's The responsibility factor is the lie that we tell women. Like, we simultaneously make women feel responsible for almost fucking everything, whilst really underneath it, we're responsible for very little. And that's kind of linked to a lot of this, like, the whole, you know, what you wear matters or it's your fault. This idea of fault. Like, I think women just spend their life constantly in a state of anxiety about what we've done, how we've acted, what we've said, and then therefore how we've caused negative things. Well, this is bullshit. It's bullshit. And it's really fucking sad and dangerous and terrifying.
1: No, I. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Guilt, fault, misery, pain, shame, blame, death. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you have one? Well, I'd say the rest of them. So related to that, what did I got? I've got, it's your fault, which I've just said, what you wear matters. You can win by playing the game. I think that's a really interesting one to unpick. There's not time to do it today, but <laughs> I don't know, like to... Welcome to There's Not Time, the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great topics that we aren't ever really covering. <laughs> I've written down he'll chase. I don't know what that means. Oh, he'll change. Oh my God. Lies that we tell women. He'll change.
1: Oh, my God, he'll change. You can fix him. Mm. Because if you're a good enough person and you do the right things and you can fix him and you're the only person that can because you're the only person he trusts with that vulnerable side of him. No, he's an abusive, manipulative narcissist. Get out of there as fast as you can because you're going to lose the best years of your life on them.
0: Ah, what she said. There's a really... I now see a disturbing saying that an ex said to me that I think is like quite a common thing for people to say, which is it's the woman that picks the man. And what it really means is that (laughs) (laughs) eventually men just get kind of bored and they'll, they'll end up being with somebody in some circumstances who just puts up with a lot of their shit. And if you tie that with this notion that women can fix men, you get a really fucking toxic combination going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh, that's awful. Oh, that's mm. like, that feels like the texture of like like leftover honey on your fingers. It's just like, it's, no. Oh, it's, it's awful. Mm. No, I think you're right. I think, yeah. Oh, hang on, that brings me to my next lie. The best of you is your life is a lie. No, <laughs> yeah. Carry on. Yeah, it's this lie that like you have a finite amount of time to achieve all the things that you want to achieve. And then you're useless to the world. Uh, if you don't have a baby by 22, then what are you going to puff out dust? And it's mostly bullshit. Have you heard about um, Google offering to freeze female employees' eggs as part of their um, employee program? No. Inherently, on the surface, you're like, "Oh my god, that's so like revolutionary! Giving women control over their bodies, giving them opportunity to work on their dark. career." It's no, no, no. It's it's obviously it's dark. It's terrifying. It's basically it's a corporation. They, 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 there's a corporation monopolizing your fertility and being like, "We've got your eggs. Well, number one. We've got your eggs." Da 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 da. da. <laughs> but, uh, also like they're simply like making you work consistently there's no risk of you because they're like don't worry you can do it later don't worry you can do it later don't worry you can do it later and you just work and work and work and work and work it's why they have free coffee Ah, yeah
0: it's tricky isn't it because like I say on the surface of it like it's really expensive to get your eggs frozen so it's only really something that people with money can access but at the same time yeah there's definitely that very heavy whiff of uh you'll work till you die right
1: (laughs) Yeah, you don't need kids now. No. You, you work later. You're switches. a strong, independent woman. Mm. Yes, you are. Back to They'll work. Now work on this for three hours a day in the morning before you've eaten your breakfast, and then you can work a full work day. Oh, do you need to sleep? No, here's a soya latte. Second time I've said soy latte in this episode. <laughs> you need a soy latte. I, I'm not allowed coffee after midday, because otherwise I won't sleep. <laughs> it is nearly your bedtime. Uh, oh, no, goodness! I don't start work till 6 a.m. now. Oh, my God. Life? I sleep in until five a.m. What do you?
0: Oh, so That's so very sorry. excellent. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, it, corporations are are so good at sneaking in things that look like equality but are really just more ways to make money and part of me feels this whenever i see things like brands promoting men wearing makeup for example and on the one hand like it's brilliant that we should degender makeup but on the other hand i'm like you've just discovered a massive untapped market haven't you that you could make a fuck ton of money out
1: Sh- shaving 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 <laughs> every time someone's like wow they're being so inclusive i'm like, shaving. <laughs> <laughs> they're only doing it for profit okay <laughs> they've just doubled their market and yes okay right. so on one hand as a queer identifying person it's really nice to see representation it does help and affect societal change because you just expose people to things there's proof that if you expose to someone to something regularly they're going to start thinking it's normal so i really think that's great but there's just the underhanded thing of just this is clever they're backing the right horse but they're not backing the right horse when it's risky they're backing the right horse when it's just the right amount of risky it's like people who cash in on like who pink wash like Marks and Spencers or any any corporation who jumps in on pride but doesn't do anything else during the rest of the year I'm sorry they are not LGBTQ friendly they are just cashing in on the fact that it is the right amount of risky to get you to buy their fucking BLT <laughs> Should we do an episode called Lies Companies, tell us? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just create our own corporation. Question. Have you watched Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? No. I've never even heard of it. What's this? It's an animation. I don't know how you feel about animations. This is it technically not? a children's show. No. First of all, you need to watch the first one so you can watch the second one. The second one is essentially everything we're talking about. Oh. And it's a kid's show. It's a kid's film, but it is all about corporations and it is genius it's fucking amazing genius. what platforms it on amazon okay. i don't know we all have all of them now are we all comfortable does everyone have all of them now are we all doing this yeah pretty much <laughs> I yeah so. i keep trying i keep forgetting to cancel my disney one because i don't really use it and i accidentally signed up for the shudder oh i need to cancel that as well what's that shudder is purely horror oh okay yes i have heard of that actually yeah, and I I was really like fuck yeah, I'm really onto this. But I went onto it, and the horror films on there are, a bit, eh. I could get any of those horror films anywhere else essentially. So I'm like, mm. uh, it's a shame that it hasn't really worked out. Lovely idea, but not so much. Have I got anything else to contribute? Uh, the only ones I've got is your pleasure is secondary, uh. and your life is pain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Once again, I'm impressed by the amount of lulls we
1: put out of this. I <laughs> know, this is a hilarious episode. It's always funnier than abortion. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's funnier than abortion.
0: <laughs> oh, pleasure. Oh, oh. There's too much in there. Let's do a pleasure episode. This is basically just our way of getting
1: rich to write down all of our topics the next time. And we're like, what do we talk about? Ooh. Another way we don't even check the list anymore. You just We just text each other lists of random things that are in our heads. I did look at it
0: yesterday. Oh, did you? It reminds me of the exes one. And then we chose the one that isn't on the list that we just came up with two weeks ago. (laughs) I think that's all of mine. The only uh, else gone. I've just checked the Instagram. Oh. We uh, put a little story up for you wonderful people to see if you wanted to contribute anything to ours. Oh, and we have got a few. Uh, So we've got you have to be friendly at all times and play dumb so men aren't intimidated. I mean, a sad thing about that is that I don't think that's a lie that we tell women, I think that's just a really shit truth. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think that's a lie. I think men are intimidated by anything that's not a blowjob. And even them, they're still bamboozled.
0: Um, You are not worthy of pleasure. Um, That's related to what you've just said. Lies we tell women, your emotions aren't valid if you're on your period or at all, really. Brilliant. Love that person. Huge fan. Yeah, that's a good one. You cannot communicate what you desire in the bedroom. Yeah, it's related to the pleasure principle, I guess. Such a performative sexuality. I mean, (laughs) I can't have just have been me in my early twenties doing performative sex. (laughs) There's so many things that you think that you should like, should say, and like should do, and should feel. (laughs) So exhausting.
1: (laughs) Do you look at your past self and be like, "Oh, mate, just sit down."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I mean, if you don't, isn't that more disturbing? It either means you were very cool when you were very young or you've not progressed at all.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I do I fully appreciate that. And the last one was
0: smile. Ah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess comes under being compliant will keep you safe or happy. And sadly,
1: it's not true. Oh, we're all doomed. Everything is over. So, anything else you want to wrap up with? <laughs> or anything you would like to plug lies only
0: <laughs> i'd like to say that i don't have a patreon nor is the beginning of the month anyway a good time to sign up to it it's not filled with really useful information and also just frivolous wonderful fun so don't give me your money <laughs> don't spend anything on artists Uh, we don't need it we're we're very wealthy and we've got a secure industry to come back to so um, keep your money we don't
1: need it (laughs) yeah our industry is standing strong Um, in fact I'd say it's one of the strongest around at the moment indeed strongest it's ever been so when you see those ticket links pop up don't buy tickets don't do it don't do it to yourself no 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 no. no. we're just putting it there for fun
0: (laughs) Uh, I would not like to thank Kate and Jay and all of our patrons for
1: being epic did Lolo plug? Lolo did not plug, but Lolo has nothing to plug. Don't lie. Did I? Then you have some classes or something? Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so <laughs> I teach <laughs> shit and things. <laughs> you are totally right i do have classes so i'm putting up another two classes of fuck it button the others are completely sold out so these will be for uh june and july so i tend to do one a month please check out my instagram my social medias on those confirmed dates i also have two places left on uh, it would be nude not to workshop on the 13th of may as well as five left on the june 10th one but i'm sure i'll release more dates on that one as well um outside of that i'm naked on only fans it looks like lols and uh there's shows that are gonna happen come see them come see me i'm doing a solo show in in june it's gonna be hilarious what's this solo show ah oh, so the vaults contacted me being like do you fancy doing something new and i was like yeah fuck it go on they're like yeah we've got an empty shop space and we're just gonna put shows in there and i was like empty shop that sounds brilliant let's do it you know when i went through that really like really productive creative spell about three weeks ago like i went just through a weird phase of just three days of doing stuff it was one of those mistakes
0: oh like, so that's quite ambitious yeah. for somebody who's told me
1: often that they don't feel particularly creative at the moment." Oh yeah, I thought it'd force me to be creative. Also, I'm yet now getting like flashes of creativity, like shell shock flashbacks of like moments of like there was a time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there was a time when gigs were good <laughs> and fees were normal, and Then it all went wrong. Boo, boo, boo. I'm going to sandwich in Kate and Jay. Thank you for your subscriptions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the best we're going to have today. Yeah,
1: it's great.
0: <laughs> but then Covid came at
1: night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I needed that. Oh. <laughs> oh. um. Yeah. I'll let you know more about it as I know, but all I know so far is it's called Brute. Nice. All mm. be suits. Ahoy. Yeah, essentially it's going to be suits and knives.
0: well yeah. wow. Sounds great. Hey, everybody. We want to keep bringing you awesome content. So to do that, we now need to give ourselves a little bit more time to make sure that we're bringing you the goods as things come back to work. So come back to life rather, come back to work. (laughs) There's plenty of time for that, not yet. Um, So we are going to be moving to an every other week format. Sorry if that's bad news, but the good news is is that there's like fucking tons of Gensel episodes for you to
1: catch up on in the meantime. There is so much. All sorts of things there. And I, I, we will be stronger and better for it. And we'll have more lols and more material because we will be out in shows making memories once again for a short period of time before we're locked down all over again. And we have to relive this consistently until we die.
0: <laughs> Let's all meet up in the year 2000. Won't it be great when COVID's finally gone? Okay. Okay. <laughs> time to stop i've become delirious.
1: okay i know me too i think that happened about 20 minutes ago (laughs) (laughs) you could
0: just keep talking and talking and talking and
1: talking talking.
0: rich has nothing to do
1: well to be fair we don't we haven't spoken that much in ages so this is us catching up for a while it's true yeah no thanks rich thanks rich fan of your editing work love it always make us sound good and coherent it's fucking impressive i'll be honest every time i'm like do you know what it's just we sound like you can barely hear, hear me slamming the table every time Tempest says something. Can't hear the fourth glass of wine that I'm knocking against the microphone. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's magical. Yeah, do check out their podcast, I Might Be Wrong UK, all about music and albums. Absolutely wonderful work.
0: Rosie Verbose, hats off to you Boop. still for the jingle. Check out Visible Cabaret
1: and Rosie Verbose on Instagram. Yes, and of course, absolutely massive, stonking, smelly, slappy. Huge thank you to you, dear listeners, for tuning in and supporting our podcast. We strongly appreciate it. And we are looking forward to seeing you next Tuesday. Every other Tuesday. (laughs) See you next, next Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) We're now just... So you wanna be a showgirl, a star of cabaret, but the closure of the theatres leaves a hole in your heart and in your day. Well here's two artists who miss burlesque gigs, performing and acting moronic. People who, when life gives them lemons, just slice them up for a gin and- the mocking mocktail the cockin' cocktail let them show you how it's gin salt with tempest rose and low low brow give us your attention you need know a song i don't what the fuck are you singing Oh
0: my god, Peggy Sue, Peggy Sue, Peggy Sue, Hoochie, Poochie, Hoochie, something, something, Peggy
1: Sue. If you don't know this song yourself, how am I supposed to know it? <laughs> Everybody knows it! You don't!
0: Well, well enough to show it to you. You don't need the real lyrics, you're gonna rewrite them. Okay, scrap all of that, Rich. No, you keep thank it someone. It rich. I'll write something. <laughs> keep it rich.